welcome to Convo Around the Cove, the show that keeps you in the conversation about your city of Green Cove Springs. I'm Communications Coordinator Tiffany Reynolds, and today I'm here with Assistant City Manager and Public Works Director Mike Knoll. Thanks for taking the time to chat. Sure, thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to updating our citizens on some of our projects that we're working on. Our topic for today is city utilities. Major projects have been underway in just over the past year, including the Public Works Administration Building, the new Advanced Wastewater Treatment Plant on Harbor Road, and the Reynolds Park Water Distribution Service Improvements. In this episode, we'll talk about these projects and what they mean for residents. So the first project I'd like to talk about is the Public Works Administration Building. Where's the project at now, and uh, what has the process been like so far, Mike? Okay, so I'll run us through a history of the project, kind of where we started and get you through where we are today. Uh, Back in August of 2017, uh, the council authorized a new design of our new public works compound. Uh, The idea was that we would uh, ultimately uh, replace all of the buildings of the public works compound and update it uh, to get us 50 years into the future. The original buildings were actually constructed in 1965. Um, They don't, uh, don't meet any any modern building standards, uh, so they didn't really lend themselves to any kind of remodeling or anything. Um, the layout of the offices and some of the different areas were very uh, inefficient. Uh, they didn't, weren't really conducive uh, to a productive work environment. Uh, and they're really not uh, accessible uh, to the public the way that the compound is laid out. Uh, so the next month, in September of 2017, Hurricane Irma hit. Um, as a result of that, we had some damage really to all of the buildings at the Public Works compound. Uh, and in February of the following year of 2018, we discovered some environmental concerns uh, in our Public Works office area where our personnel work. Uh, and as soon as we were able to confirm that we did indeed have some, uh, some issues there that needed to be tended to, uh, we immediately moved all of our personnel out in March of 2018. And what, what kind of issues did you discover? Uh, we found primarily mold. Hmm. Um, we, we went in and, and uh, uncovered some of the problem areas. Uh, it wasn't just on the surface or, or in the drywall. It was actually on uh, and into the uh, concrete block walls that, make the, uh, that made up the structure. Hmm. Uh, so we got council to uh, move forward. Um, we presented them with a master plan for the build-out of the public works compound. And then we uh, asked council, uh, which they agreed, to accelerate the design and construction of the new Public Works Administration building. So this would be the new building where our personnel that operate out of that compound uh, would be housed. In May of 2018, uh, we demolished the Public Works uh, office area. We had some discussions with council as to how we would go about constructing the new Public Works Administration building um, and different from our traditional design bid build project where you design a project and then you put out a bid and then you build it. Uh, We decided to go with a construction manager type of project. Uh, So in this scenario, what we did is we hired an architect uh, and then we hired a construction manager, basically um, a licensed contractor. And the idea is that that the team of those two companies would work together with the city staff through the design process so that in the end we would end up with a good finished project and not uh, not have a lot of change orders uh, and issues along the way uh, which can happen in the traditional method when you don't have that coordination up front and through that process we were able to 
to keep the cost down and, and able to control the cost and control the design uh, throughout the design process. So finally, in May of 2019, May of this year, uh, we completed the design. We got a guaranteed maximum price from the construction company, which is Alden White. The construction price for the building was $1.3 million. Construction began in June of this year with city crews handling a lot of the site work. Uh, did a lot of the dirt work, some of the on-site utilities and off-site utilities in an effort to keep some of the costs down. And when you're on the site today, you can see that the steel building has been put up. Windows are in. A lot of the overhead work, like the sprinkler system, the air conditioning system are in. Uh, the drywall has been hung. And I think as of today, they're actually starting to prime the walls for paint. Oh, wow. Cool. So they're pretty far along then. It's coming along really fast. I get over there, uh, unfortunately, only about every two weeks. <laughs> and uh, every time I get over there, it's a, it's a whole new building. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, what, what will uh, the new building look like? It's a uh, metal building, a uh, pre-engineered metal building. So nothing, you know, nothing too fancy. It needs to be utilitarian, but not, uh, not overboard. And we did put some split face block, uh, concrete block along the front, uh, kind of as a, a wainscot <clears throat> about uh, four feet up. Cool, cool. And um, what, uh, with this new building, uh, what's, what's going to be some of the differences between the new building and the old building? The new building is built uh, to handle higher winds, so it'll be able to stand up to storms uh, and weather. It's going to meet current building codes, uh, so it'll be up to date. It'll make us more efficient. You know, working with the construction company and with the architect, Bidet and Hall Architects, uh, we were able to, to come up with a good floor plan, that gives us the space that we need for today and what we think will be the space that we need for the next 50 years. And we have even constructed the building such that if we need to expand it in the future, we can very easily do that uh, by just taking off the end wall and extending the metal building. Oh, cool. Cool. And uh, what, what impact will um, the new building have on the public works department in a day-to-day -day kind of basis? Um, you know, again, it'll, it'll make us a lot more efficient. Um, up-to-date systems installed as far as technology. You know, we'll, we'll be comparable to City Hall and Police Department. Uh, the new building will basically make us more, more efficient in our day-to-day -day operations. It'll be easier to get around. Um, we have a conference room where we'll be able to bring citizens in to have questions uh, that need to meet with us, or we can bring contractors in and have a conference room to meet. Uh, it'll be updated with newer technology. You know, the IT system will be, will be top-notch and current. Uh, and we're going to have a a good file storage area. Uh, we built we built space space for storage of files and maps, so that we'll be able to easily access them as needed in the future. Well, cool, cool. And um, I mean, since uh, this project is so far along already, um, is it going to be completed pretty soon? Uh, yes. Right now, we're looking for a late February or early March uh, completion date. Uh, so we should be moving into the new building if all goes well uh, in March. Cool, cool, awesome, awesome. And um, and how will this uh, new public works building kind of improve those services to, to residents? As I mentioned back in the beginning, the current layout of the compound is not really inviting, uh, not really open to the public as far as coming into the office to see us. The way we have laid out the new site and laid out the new building, it is located right on Gum Street with actually some on-street parking that we've installed. So folks will be able to pull right up to the curb, you know, come in, speak to the public works personnel and not worry about having to, you know, dodge backhoes and, and front end loaders as they're going through the yard. 
Well, great, great. Um, so the, the next project I'd like to talk about is the um, Advanced Wastewater Treatment Plant on uh, Harbor Road. Uh, can you give us some background on that project and, and why this new plant is being built? Sure. So back in 2015, we contracted Midtown Associates, who handles most of our water and wastewater engineering needs, to complete a wastewater master plan for us. We knew that we were going to have to build a new plant uh, in the near future due to environmental restrictions that we have on our discharges to the river. Um, primarily, the state has um, has given us limits, and everyone along the St. John's River limits to the amount of nitrogen and phosphorus and other nutrients that can be discharged to the river uh, for the the sake of the health of the river. Uh, So when our permits for each of our wastewater plants were renewed in the 2014 and 2015 time frame, we actually lost capacity of both of our plants uh, because they originally were not designed to remove nitrogen and phosphorus when they were built in the 90s. And uh, what do you mean by lost capacity? Uh, so basically, our, for example, our Harbor Road plant, mm-hmm. when it was built in 1990, uh, 92 actually, it was designed to treat uh, 750,000 gallons a day at you know, the current environmental regulations in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, by today's standards, uh, they lowered that limit to say that we could only process 600,000 gallons a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the current environmental restrictions. So we lost, you know, a capacity of 150,000 gallons a day. Mm. So, uh, so the reason for, um, for building this, this new treatment plant is to be able to meet those new standards? Yes, that's one of the main reasons. Um, you know, there's a few reasons for building it. Regaining the capacity that we originally had uh, uh, certainly is at the top of the list. Um, and again, on the, uh, the nutrient restrictions and the water that we discharge to the river with the current plants not being designed to remove those nutrients we're not able to reach those limits with a high level of confidence mm-hmm. so we need to build a new plant which will be designed uh, to remove those nutrients from the wastewater uh, with a high level of confidence cool cool so um how, how far along um is this project uh, we're well into the project. We have broken the project up into phases. So in, in 2016, uh, Midtown Associates also uh, completed a reclaimed water master plan for us. <clears throat> and then when we took that plan, along with the wastewater master plan summary, back to the city council, uh, we presented them with a series of projects uh, that need to be completed. All in all, it was about a $32 million project that the council uh, directed us to move forward on. Mm-hmm that primarily consisted of the new advanced wastewater treatment plant uh, that we've been talking about, uh, which will be constructed at Harbor Road. It consisted of some reclaimed water improvements, which will allow us to pump the wastewater effluent to individual homes for irrigation purposes and keep that wastewater out of the river. Uh, And then also some collection system improvements, uh, both in our gravity systems and then in the lift stations that pump the wastewater from around the community uh, up to the wastewater plant. So we basically broke the project uh, up into initially three phases. The first was design. Uh, that was basically designing <clears throat> the new master plant site, doing the upgrades that we had to do in the system to get all the wastewater where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then as part of that design, we would ultimately take our south wastewater treatment plant out of service. So we were, we were consolidating the two wastewater plants into one. Along with that, we designed some reclaimed water system improvements, and those included improvements at the wastewater plant, 
to be able to pump the reclaimed water out. Uh, and then it included some improvements uh, throughout the system, uh, primarily on US 17 and County Road 209, uh, to be able to pump the uh, reclaimed water for irrigation purposes to some new communities that were being built north of town. Hmm. Um, at that point, based on some of the uh, funding that we had been able to receive, uh, primarily in the form of grants, we talked to the council, we had a discussion, and we decided to break the remainder of the project into phases. What this would do would be to allow us to, to capitalize on the maximum amount of grant dollars. Uh, so the remainder of the project consisted of the part that we're working on now, which are the plant improvements for the reclaimed water, um, as well as major improvements to two of our master lift stations in the collection system. And then the next phase in the future will be to construct the actual wastewater treatment facility where the actual wastewater treatment will take place, which will replace the current wastewater treatment plant at Harbor Road. Uh, and then the final phase will be to take the south wastewater treatment plant out of commission and to complete these improvements out in the system, which will allow us to pump the wastewater that was going to the south plant up to Harbor Road for treatment. Uh, well, with the with the project that involved, um, when when do you think that this whole transition will, will be completed with the city? Well, we started design back in 2017. Uh, we've completed the design. Um, we have completed the reclaimed water distribution uh, improvements basically on 17 and 209. We're currently working on reclaimed water improvements at the Harbor Road wastewater treatment plant site. That work is expected to be completed by summer of 2020. The next phase will be to construct our new advanced wastewater treatment plant uh, system at the Harbor Road site, and that work is anticipated to run from January of 2021 through the summer of 2022. And then the last phase, uh, decommissioning the South Wastewater Treatment Plant, installing the force mains required to move the wastewater from the South Plant to the Harbor Road Plant, that work is anticipated to start in January of 2023 and then to be complete by the summer of 2024. Cool, cool. And, um, with a with such a multi-tiered project such as this, how how exactly is this project going to be funded, or is being funded and will continue to be funded? Well, the funding uh, primarily will come from rates, um, as as most projects do, and then a portion of the project will come from grants. Uh, when we looked at the overall uh, thirty-two million dollars worth of capital improvements, initially back in twenty sixteen. We anticipated at that point being able to get about $5 million in grants uh, throughout, throughout the whole process. So the remainder of the work would be funded through rate increases. Uh, this led to the need for an 85% rate increase. We obviously did not want to impact our citizens with that big of a rate increase all at once. Mm. So what we did is we devised a plan that would allow us to phase in the rate increases. So what that's led to is in fiscal year 17, we increased rates by 12%. Fiscal year 18, we increased rates by 17%. Uh, last year, we increased rates by 18%. For the coming year, uh, we just recently adopted new rates uh, that are an increase of 17%. And our residents should expect to see that impact on their bills this coming January. Uh, and then into the future, next year for fiscal year 21, we expect to see another increase. The initial plan 
shows a 17% increase. I'm pretty confident that we can get that down to a 10 to 12% increase with some of the uh, success that we've had on the grant side, which I'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then from fiscal year 22 and beyond, uh, we'll just have our, our normal, if you will, uh, rate increases of 2 to 3% a year, uh, basically as the cost of doing business, cost of materials, and so forth goes up. Uh, so as I said, we've been pretty pretty fortunate um, and, and, and pretty successful in obtaining some grants. The first phase, which was the design and permitting, uh, that was a $2 million uh, project. Uh, we were able to get $1.4 million in grant money from the state, uh, from the DEP. Oh, wow. So about 67%. And the remaining $600,000 uh, was funded by a loan from the state uh, with really good terms. 20-year uh, payback at 0.05% interest. Uh, so basically, you know, more or less interest-free. Uh, the next phase uh, was the reclaimed water distribution improvements. Again, that was a $2 million project. Uh, we were able to get $600,000 in grant money from the St. John's River Water Management District. So that left $1.4 million to be paid, uh, and basically that was paid from the wastewater department fund balance. So basically cash on hand. Mm -hmm. And again, after, after that project, uh, we talked to the council about phasing the improvements and, and spreading out the remainder of the project. So the first phase was what we're working on now, uh, which is, the again, the work at the plant and the two major lift stations. <clears throat> That's a $6 million project. Uh, and again, by funding through the state, through DEP, uh, that $6 million project has, uh, has turned into $4 million in grant, which will not have to be repaid. Oh, wow. Uh, so we'll be repaying $2 million. Again, uh, uh, the terms are 20 years at 0.05%. Uh, you know, so again, that's basically, basically interest-free for 20 years. So right there, you know, to date, we have been successful in securing about $4 million of the $5 million in grant we originally anticipated. The next phase of the project is the big one. Hmm. Uh, that's when we're going to build the actual main treatment uh, plant at Harbor Road. That's going to be about a $15 million project. And with that phase, we anticipate uh, getting about $5 million in grants between the DEP and St. John's River Water Management District. Uh, so if we're successful with that, that'll put us up to $9 million in grants not to be repaid, you know, as compared to the original 5% that we anticipated. Uh, and then the final phase of the project uh, which will be between 2023 and 2024. Mm -hmm. That's anticipated to be a $5 million project. Uh, again, we anticipate getting 67% grant on that one from the state uh, with the same arrangement. You know, so overall, we're looking at about $12 million in grants to complete all of this work, which is you know, well in excess of the $5 million in grants we originally thought that we'd be able to, uh, to get. And, and so that's why I say for next year's rate increases, I expect to be able to bring that initial 17% projected increase down uh, to 10 to 12%. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And with these rate increases, basically the money that residents pay through their water bills, that's directly that's going directly into these um, improvements and projects, correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, these, these increases year to year, as a matter of fact, have been set aside uh, in our reserves for wastewater system. So the, the 12 percent, the 17 and the 18 percent increases, uh, those increments each year have been set aside in reserves and not been spent for any other purpose. And uh, what, what impact will the new plant have on residents once this multi-phase project is completed? So once everything's complete, we'll be discharging cleaner water to the river, uh, and that's good for everybody. We're as big a proponent of the river as everyone else. Um, you know, we're all environmentalists here as well. We'll be able to conserve more water 
uh, by being able to pump the reclaimed water to residents for irrigation instead of using uh, drinking water for irrigation purposes. So again, you know, between the, the river and, and trying to protect the groundwater, we're going to leave a better environment, better planet for our children and grandchildren. We'll be able to regain capacity at the plant, which will allow us a little bit of room for growth. And then finally, we have designed the overall new site so that it's easily expandable in the future. Uh, in case we have major growth, you know, within the city service area, we'll be able to build uh, basically a second and third phase if needed at a much lower cost per gallon of capacity, if you will, and with relative ease. Well, cool. And um, so the the last project that I'd like to talk about is the um, Reynolds Park Water Distribution uh, Service Project. So what exactly is, is being done there and, and how will it improve the city's water system? Okay. So this project is basically taking care of some needs that have been in place for many years that have been uh, kicked down the road. Uh, as we say, we've kicked the can down the road uh, that we just can't really can't afford to anymore. So there's, there's three components to this. The primary component is fire service availability. Uh, the line, the water lines in Reynolds Park you know, were constructed in the 1940s when the Navy base was built. They're iron lines. So the over time, if you were to look at the inside of one of those iron lines, if it's an eight inch line, you wouldn't see eight inches of opening. You'd see probably two or three, per, uh, two or three inches of opening uh, just due to the accumulation over the years. Oh, wow. Um, That's from just water constantly flowing through the pipes, basically? Right, right. Oh, wow. Uh, just it just uh, the calcium and the rust, uh, you know, both accumulate on the sides of the pipe and really restricts the flow. So the result of that is when we're using those lines here, you know, 60, 70 years later, uh, we don't have near the fire capacity. So by by doing this project, we'll increase the fire capacity for the tenants of Reynolds Park. As well, we have three places on that section of State Road 16 where our water lines cross under State Road 16. They're old. Uh, we've had issues with a couple of the lines already. Fortunately, the, the leaks that we've experienced have been in the median hmm. uh, as opposed to under one of the travel lanes. Uh, so before we have a major catastrophe out there and, and, and you know a major rupture in the road from a broken water pipe or whatever, uh, we need to, to take those old lines out of service. Again, they're 70 years old. Hmm. Uh, take those out of service and replace them with new lines. And ideally, we're going to replace it with one major line uh, instead of three. So that's going to lead to a little bit of extra work on the riverside uh, to make sure that we can still get water to everybody. Hmm. And uh, when, when is this uh, project expected to be completed? Uh, the project's under design now. We expect to be done with the design within the next uh, month to two months. And then the idea would be we would build it, we'd bid it out, uh, and then hopefully be done with construction by the end of calendar year uh, 2020, so by next December. The cost of the project uh, between the design and the construction uh, is $1.4 million. We've secured a private bank loan for that uh, to fund that work because it needed to be done uh, relatively quickly. Um, there, there is some urgency there, and we're able to fund that bank loan with just our, our normal, if you will, uh, rate increases uh, with our water system. So for the current year, uh, for instance, it's a 3% rate increase. That'll increase the water portion of our customers' bills, 50 to 60 cents on average uh, per month. Uh, and again, just like the wastewater rates, our customers should expect to see that impact on their bills uh, in the January billing cycle. Hmm. Well, great. I mean, it sounds like that there's a lot going on in public works and water and wastewater. 
around here in Green Cove Springs. I think that's all the time we have though and I really appreciate you being able to come out and uh, sit down and and uh, chat with me about some of these projects. Anytime. Be happy to do it. Now for your news around the cove. Here's the latest from City Hall. Green Cove Springs Christmas Parade, hosted by the Green Cove Springs Business League, will be lighting up the streets of downtown starting at 6 p.m. on Saturday, December 7th. This is the second year that the parade will be held in the evening, with all the floats lit with Christmas lights. This year's theme is a Nutcracker Christmas, and different prizes will be awarded to floats. Green Coast Springs Business League also needs adult parade volunteers to distribute flyers, set up the parade staging area and judges area, check over floats, be a parade route usher or parking lot attendant, and more. Volunteer applications can be found at gcsbusinessleague.com. Christmas on Walnut Street will fill the streets of downtown and Spring Park with the Christmas spirit on Saturday, December 7th from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. Don't miss an afternoon of music, food, craft vendors, and kids zone with a chance to visit Santa in Spring Park. Jingle Bell Fun Run by the Florida Striders Track Club and Green Cove Springs Business League starts at 5.45 p.m. and leads into the Green Cove Springs Christmas Parade and the lighting of the City Hall Christmas tree. That's all the news for today. Thanks for joining Convo Around the Cove. Keep an eye out on the city's social media for our next discussion topic. Send your questions to City of Green Cove Springs Government on Facebook and at GCS Today on Twitter. And remember, it wouldn't be a conversation without you. Send any topic suggestions about city projects or about city government in general to City of Green Cove Springs Government on Facebook and at GCS Today on Twitter. Talk to you later.